ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between. I was waiting for like that like big announcement that like Yeah, that the what's it called? A crowd horn? I don't fucking know. We have wine. We have okay. Fuck guys. First of all, Oh, I already said that we're basic snitches. Hi, I'm Tara. I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Ma- Tara spelled T-A-R-H-A. <laughs> that, that, that's not even right. And Adam spelled A-D-D-A-M. <laughs> These are our alternate personalities? We had a conversation earlier about how our names have been misspelled or mispronounced. How do you misspell Adam? Please. I, I got the oldest name. Someone allegedly. fucking tell me how you misspell Adam. According to old white people, I have the oldest name. Well, we, we hate old white people. We so. sure do. That's why Adam's name is So if you're an old white person, get the fuck out. <laughs> we started by drinking wine and we got way we too far. We put brandy in the wine. It was, we I sure thought did. it was delicious. But Adam was like, it's interesting. He finished it though. I did. Put it in front of me. I'm going to drink it. But yeah. And then. Unless it's pee. We finally had food. We did. But now we're like right in we the. We opened a bottle zone. of red, friends. Yeah. Let's see what it's like in 45 minutes when we're like, it's time for bed. <laughs> like, right? Well, this is not a podcast about our lives, though. Today, <laughs> we're discussing. Isn't it? Because we are basic stitches. I mean, it all. is. It is a podcast about our life, but it's also and a podcast about Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, Chapter 15. Ooh, the Unbreakable Love. There we go. She got there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take some time to acknowledge our lovely patrons. Our patrons include Ashley, Brian, Brittany, Jen, Layla, Mary Beth, Megan, Nisi, Nicole, and Olivia. Thank you, as always, for your support. We are able to do bigger and better things with this podcast because of all of you, including having our website and whatnot. If you would like to join this list, we would love to have you. Our Patreon is available for as low as $3 a month, but we also have some higher tiers. You get great exclusive content every single week, as well as so much more. And this week, we, of course, are going to be looking at a screen rant. This recording session, we had a lot of feelings about the movie, and this screen rant also has some opinions about the movie. Will we agree with them? Probably not. But... Subscribe and listen to find out if we do. Maybe we do. We really don't. Yeah. Who did things in the last I chapter? I had to look at the last chapter to make sure that I know what I'm remembering. So yes, 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 yes. I don't even remember what happened in the last chapter. Okay. So, oh, Felix Felicis? Uh, okay. Yeah. I can see multiple potential winners. But I'm going to say it was Harry because I was very proud of Harry. And I'm going to say the loser is Zach Smith. You really fucking hate Zach Smith. He sucks. The loser is not Zach Smith. This is awful. I hate this. Loser is Hermione. I believe it. I um, gave her no points because mm, things evened out, yeah. but she is crispy yeah. right now. It is not a loss in which you're like, yeah, she fucking sucks. Like, of course not. We love Hermione, but it's a loss. I'm giving the win to Ron for two oh, reasons. Oh, yes. That was my other option. So I almost give the win to Harry. But I'm giving it to Ron because, one, he fucking saved all the shit. He was great. He won the Quidditch match. He did the sports. Wee! But also, he got a fucking girl to just start macking on him. I'm fine. <laughs> Lit. Good for him. Live your life, teenage boy. I have a thing that I will read. And You're going to be so mad. Oh, yeah. It's really <laughs> I don't 
you. You did tell me it was really short. I told you to be mad about it. Chapter 15, The Unbreakable Vow. Hermione is a catty bitch, which is horribly out of character. Luna is Quen just for existing. Harry does what he does best and eavesdrops on Snape and Draco. He do. Yeah, you phoned that one in. (laughs) I kind of did. So I started to write one that was like really in-depth and I was like, nothing happens in this chapter except for cattiness and Christmas party. So I just went ahead and I was like, you know what? Here it is. This is what happens. Well, speaking of... Cattiness and Christmas parties? Particularly Christmas. The holiday decor. Because we are recording this on December 5th. Yes. So Adam brought over my Christmas tree. I did! I thought you were about to say Christmas present. I was like, no, I haven't gotten that yet. Unless you want that to be your present, but (laughs) I feel like that's cheating. So this reason why I was going to say holiday decor is so much easier with magic is because I just put my Christmas tree and other things around my house and whatnot. And I'm like, geez, I wish I could just be like, boom, Christmas up in bed. Magic. Yeah. I also don't put lights in my house because I don't want to climb on the roof and fall to my death. Jeff has lights literally on the porch all year round. I know. I love it. That feels very Jeffy to me. (laughs) I feel like that's what I would do too. If it was just those lights, if there were more lights, I'd be like, "Mm, don't do that. Right, 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 right. Like if you had a fucking reindeer in the front yard yeah like a light up rain they're not a real one that would be inappropriate inappropriate for farmer it'd be like april and like why is there a fucking reindeer in your frame yeah christmas it's christmas time it's christmas time it's christmas time in the book it's christmas time here this episode's gonna happen in like january or february but you know what christmas and then we'll be looking back at this like ah yes christmas i'm glad we did that (laughs) through that so just an observation. I thought that was nice. Hagrid's like lifting trees out of the ground, bringing them in. I love it. Yeah, Hagrid brings in the 12 Christmas trees. <gasps> One for each day of Christmas. Yeah. Cute. It always astounds me that like how much work Hagrid does when he's not actually allowed to do magic. Yeah. I'm mad for Filch, but like Filch sucks, so I'm not that mad. But Filch is a squib. He can't do magic. Hagrid can do magic and he's not allowed. So wait, is that still like the ministry is like Hagrid can do magic? Yeah, he doesn't have his wand. Well, he does. He has it hidden in that pink umbrella. So he couldn't, like, go to Diagon Alley and be like, hey, I want a wand. Yeah, apparently not. All because he got accused from unleashing a spider on Moaning Myrtle? Yeah, 50 fucking years ago. That's fucked up, man. Oh, yeah. Justice for Hagrid. Yeah, for real. So amid all this, oh my gosh, so relatable. Amid all this holiday cheer, everybody is bitching and moaning. What I wrote was, how is Harry supposed to think with Ron and Hermione bickering all this time? It's just so trivial. the time. I'm just going to say it right here now because it's coming in the chapter. I understand that Hermione is in love with Ron. Ron is 100% right. There was no, like, we're in a relationship. I am yours. Like, there was never any of that. There was never any of that conversation. Ron and Hermione were never in a relationship. Hermione has no fucking claim over him. Well, I also think that, like, in the last few chapters, it's very much been like, oh, all of a sudden everybody has a boyfriend or girlfriend, and now I understand that I have feelings for this person. That's really probably what it's like as a teenager. Probably. Hermione, you have no claims over Ryan. Over Ron. (laughs) Ryan? No claims over Ryan either, because who is that? (laughs) A little (laughs) Hufflepuff boy stands up and is like, I'm right here. And we're like, you are insignificant. Sit back down. (laughs) Hermione doesn't want you anyway. I guess that happens as adults, too. Like, everybody has a crush. 
on someone and sometimes they're taken and things like that. But the way that they are taking it so personally when there was no communication about it is just kind of ridiculous. I mean, if that's how it was when we were in high school, God, that was dumb. But Well, I mean, even in the last chapter, that's why I get Hermione the Wind, where she's like, I'm just going to send birds after you. The loose. she kissed a girl. Yeah, what did I say? You the said win? the win. Oh, no, she, she, she got the loss. She definitely lost that. We're all rooting for Ron and Hermione to end up together, but there was no trajectory that put them together at this moment. You can't be mad at him for kissing another girl. It's not like you were, like, active about your relationship status. Well, and then amid all of this, too, how many times have we said thus far in this season, this is the horny book? Because now love potions come up again. Again. I know we're building to something, obviously. Now, this is Hermione and Harry in the library talking about love potions and how Ramilda Bain really wants to suck your dick, Harry. So, and rather than trying to, like, have any sort of genuine connection, they're going to try to put a love potion in things. So don't drink anything that Ramilda Bain gives you. They have a very in-depth conversation about how illegal substances can get into the school. Yes. He uses that as a point to be like, if Fred and George can do it, why couldn't Malfoy? And Hermione is, like, begrudgingly being like, yeah, they probably were. Fred and George are smart. I just love how Hermione is very begrudgingly accepting the fact that Fred and George, who are non-traditional academically, are smart as fuck. That, but also, I think it's very interesting how she's like, oh, well, they're only going to make sure, like, dangerous things are brought in. But I feel like already we have seen the issues with a love potion being dangerous. You are giving that to somebody, fall in love against their will. That is kind of dangerous, honestly. I mean, in general, if you know what a love potion is, you already know that it's dangerous. Of course, Fred and George are going to sell them at their shop because it's going to make the money. Fine. Filch banned all Weasley products. And yes, we fucking hate Filch. He's terrible. Okay. But like, he I mean, banned all of their products because he doesn't want to deal with whatever shit that is. I mean, that's another layer on top of all this then. And like Hermione's excuse of like, oh, well, they're just putting it in another bottle or whatever. I don't know. I thought some of this conversation was like a little bit like back and forth, kind of like switching motives and stuff. Another thing that Hermione says is, well, I would never put something in someone's drink. Or pretend to. Or pretend to, which is just as bad. Come on! When Harry is like, are you going to tell Ron? Or is that going to mess up my career? Yeah, that comes up. She's like, oh, all you care about is Quidditch. I mean, that's what it was about then. So, yeah. if you confunded Ron because you like him, then fucking talk yeah. to him because you like him. Exactly. If you confunded Ron because you wanted him to be the Quidditch keeper because it means so much to him, then recognize that Quidditch means a lot to Ron. Yeah, and then Quidditch later, to, uh, Harry. when you're talking about Cormac, because all the things that we're talking about do kind of happen throughout the chapter, but they're all connected because then later he's like, well, Cormac is the real good keeper of Oh yeah, when she's like gross about things where she's like, I only like good Quidditch players, like Crumb and Cormac. At one point in the book, it's like Harry was astounded to know just how low girls would go to like get revenge or whatever. I've never been that girl, so I don't want to be like I don't I don't know what to call the author. Oh, what would you be saying, Patreon? Um, dick pig fucker. Sure, dick pig fucker was like trying to decide 
what it was like to be a 15-year-old girl again. I mean, I'm closer to a 15-year-old girl than she is. I just know that I'm not that kind of person. So it's very hard for me to connect to because Hermione is so mature and so smart. And then you have her acting like this. Oh yeah, I'm going out with Connor McLaggen because he is a good Quidditch player. And he's like just trying to like play this game against Ron. I hate it. And also this is the thing that would annoy Ron the most as well. Grow the fuck up. All of it is just so weird. I mean, I guess one of the reasons for bringing this all up is the, I already mentioned it, but the love potion thing and... It's definitely taking all of the, like, romantic, like, tension that ideally would probably have been building a little bit more. I mean, I guess you, yeah, you see some of it in book four because of the Yule Ball. Yeah, and you in book five, there's, but it's very background in book five because yeah, other things. Yeah, like, they touch on it here and there, and then in here it's like, boom, 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 boom. All of a sudden, everybody has feelings for everyone. It's not as much of a slow build. It's almost like step another step and then all of a sudden it's like way up here i mean it would have been kind of nice to start seeing these nuances maybe last even as, book last book for sure for sure there is a very more. slight harry Ginny push in the last no it's not just kidding it's in this book it's when they get on the fucking train and and he's like he was so used to having Ginny around that's not in the fifth book that's in the sixth book oh yeah 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 in the fifth book, he's like, oh, we should go find a compartment because Ron and Hermione go to do prefect things. Yeah. And she's like, I can't. I'm meeting Dean. Or whoever the fuck she's dating. Yeah. Or Michael Corner or whatever. Yeah. There should have been more in book five. But I almost think even maybe starting this thing in book three. Book two might be a little bit early. They did some great stuff in the movie in book three to show the Ron and Hermione thing. Yeah, that is true. But here, it feels kind of sudden, especially because even when I was reading the last chapter, it like comes out of nowhere. And Hermione's reaction is really the thing that kills me. Everyone being like horny teenagers is one thing, but Hermione in the last chapter, I'm like, that's not you. No. But Hermione is so emotionally mature that it doesn't feel right. She's like on top of everything with Hagrid in the third book and she's trying to talk Harry out of going to Sirius it doesn't make sense to me that she would be so emotionally immature when yeah, it comes to one yeah that's true too because she's so not in any other aspect mm-hmm. speaking of horny well I'll get there trust me but Madam Pence man like you have said things in the past about like Madam Pence is a little bit crazy yeah. and this is where it really comes up it's she's like what like, have you done to this book? book I brought this book in Calm the fuck down. Right, this isn't your book, bitch. Back off. Also, like, so many people write in their books for, like, annotations and stuff. Right. Like, especially if you purchase the book. Then there's something in there about, like, maybe Pence and Filch be fucking. And I'm like, uh, they definitely be They fucking. definitely be fucking. Definitely, definitely. I, just, I, think I love the Harry Hermione being, like, having this conversation about whether or not Pence and Filch are a thing. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of fun. This is yet another example of how Harry is good at divination. Because he knows. Pass me the wine. Yes! You said that's so exciting. Adam brought a wine that has a sheep on it with some bread. Is it a sheep? Oh, it is a sheep. Is that a sheep? And he's got some bread? When I grabbed it out of my wine cooler, he has yes, a, I have a wine cooler. He has a baguette. The sheep does not. <laughs> I could use a baguette. I could also use a baguette. I love a baguette. Ooh, I would just baguette. eat that baguette. I thought it was a moose earlier. Oh, it's a sheep. That's what we call the Mandela effect, ladies <laughs> Adam is drinking out of my Basic Snitches wine tumbler thing. You can get that at basicsnitches.com. Yes, please do. Do it. 
I think Nisi has one. I bet she does. We mention Nisi a lot on here. Because <laughs> Nisi is like the OG Quen. She really is like, if you want to be a fan of Basic Snitches, you got to get on Nisi's level. Greg, you also are a fan of Nisi too. She is part of this whole brand now. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Ashley is another one. Ashley is also part of Ryan the brand. Ryan is another. Like, all of our patrons are. We love you. Like, we can't just, like, call out Nisi necessarily, right. but we do love you, Nisi. We love we'll you. twisted. One day we will have wine together in our basic snitches tumblers. Yes, we'll talk about this. Actually, we should email. But, anywho. Anyway. So, yeah. Filch and Vince be fucking. And then, yeah, the next thing I wrote, because apparently continues, everyone is so sensitive with these new emotions. Yeah, because a lot of it is like, who's going to take who? Ramilda wants to take you to think. Uh, the fact that... Everyone wants to take Harry. You, or, hey, everyone wants Harry to take them. Yeah, but everyone like, wants Harry. The fact that he comes right... Oh, first of all, I cannot let this go by. The fat lady makes a dick joke. Oh, does she? Because the pot is his bobbles, and she's like, same to you, big boy, or something like that. <laughs> like, there's a smirk same from the Same to fat- you. Yeah, with a roguish grin. Yes! Fat lady. And then there's Ramilda just being like, hey, you want a gilly That's water? what I was going to say. Like, I have never spoken to you before, bitch. Why would I take a yeah. gilly water Oh, you don't? You? Well, here, have these, like, candies. Just I don't just like have them. this instead. Are you shitting me, man? Like, you are not even trying to be so. Like, this is why we'll maybe talk about this more in the movie, but when we did watch the movie, she is a hot girl. She's hot. That- I feel like in the book, she's so much more desperate. Like, I don't feel like she's as, like, alluring or anything because of the desperation. Eventually, first of all, Harry asks Luna. I love that Harry which asks is, Luna. He asks her without realizing that's what he's doing. And he's like, okay, I guess that's what we're Yeah, doing. I like that too because, first of all, it is such a nice change from all of this cattiness having to yeah. do with feelings and everything and he just so naturally asks her and then also later when everyone's like because peeves kind of ruins things but peeves. even later people are like why'd you ask fucking luna and jimmy's like good for you harry yeah even though there are some feelings there she's a dean right now and i yeah. feel like Ginny is more the person to be like i'm just gonna focus on this. What I love about it is that Harry asked her without realizing he was doing it. And then he knows he has kind of the best situation here. He knows he can't go with the person he wants to go with because they're in a relationship. And everyone around him is horny as fuck. And he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this friend thing. I am always loving the Harry Luna friendship. Anytime that we can get that is great. And I'll like Luna's excitement is so great. Luna's excitement, even some of the details about like how when they actually go, Harry's like, oh, she's not wearing the radish earrings. Right. He's like, even if she was, like right. that's like funky Here's the art thing. I feel like if she were, he'd be like, okay. But he likes her so much as a friend. But also the fact that the girl that he wants to take is still like good for you, Harry, for bringing yeah. Luna. All that's of that. That's really what it is. I love when people are like, Harry and Jenny, what the fuck? How'd that happen? I was like, I love that Jenny is like this peripheral person and you get to see how in the fifth, here's the thing, this book, it's obvious. We're, yeah. we're leading to that. Not like the movie, but anyway. Yeah. We'll but in too. the fifth book, Jenny is there. She is front and center so much. So when you're like, they don't ever interact. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, uh, here's the thing. I think that if anybody is saying that now, I feel very confident at this point in the middle of book six. If you don't think that Harry and Jenny at all should have been together mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, it's so all, all of a sudden, you have to go back and read the, read the books. This is the slow build I'm talking about. 
Yeah. If anything, the stuff with Ron and Hermione is so upfront. And if that's what you're expecting here, maybe you need to like notice some fine details here and there. So Ron and Hermione have like this animalistic instinct of connection, I mm-hmm. think. Which is weird because you don't see either of them as like super sexual beings because mm-hmm. one they're teenagers and two one of them is Hermione and the other one's Ron who's awkward as fuck but I think that their attraction is like this like animalistic thing yeah. um, that Ron tries to satisfy with Lavender because Lavender has it too for him I think when I was reading this too the other thing and I bring this up all the time is like okay whose book is it it's almost as if like Ron and Hermione are in a race who's being the biggest asshole in this book for a while it's been like okay book one is fine and then it's like every other book. One of them is the good one and one of them is the bad one. Right. Which is ridiculous because it's Ron and Hermione. This time, though, you start to see a little bit of imperfection between both of them. And it does feel a little bit more real, but it also gives rise to some of these other great characters like Luna and Ginny. And, I mean, here's the thing. At the very least, Dick Pigfucker wrote them as realistic people. Like, that's how it is. Yeah. Um, you had even said, like, bringing, like, a friend to a thing. I mean, that's what I do, you know? And there's something special about that as well, I you know? think that the thing in this book, and I'm saying in every book, is the heart of this series is the friendship between the trio. So anytime we're highlighting a friendship, whether it's between the trio or with, with someone like Luna or anyone else, that is so important. And I think that people over-romanticize romantic relationships which leaves non-romantic relationships as kind of a secondary thing and I don't think that they are right I think non-romantic relationships are beautiful there's no obligation to be friends with a person not like well we uh share a mortgage because we're in a relationship and we bought a house together that's a good way to look at it yeah if anything that's comforting too because well I mean both of us have been single for a while singles fuck yes I mean, of course, there are times where I wish I, especially during this time of year and everything, especially this fucking entire year. I mean, some of these friendships are more important than anything, too. Like, when you have somebody who has your back and stuff, everything that you said makes total sense. She's taking selfies of her drinking wine out of the mug. One more thing before we get to the party. Hermione says something, which is different than the movie. Again, we'll get there. She says something like, oh, I'm going to take Cormac because it's going to piss Ron off the most. Isn't Cormac in Slug Club already? So, like, why bring Cormac if he's already there but she has a solitary motive I guess yeah I think that's really what it is is she's just being super not Hermione-ish I do love the uh like Harry trying so hard he yells at Ron for being rude because Ron is pretty nasty about Hermione and he was like she left in my hand with her mustache and Harry's like so did I it was fucking oh my god yes I love that yes because there is that sassy Harry is like full-blown in this fucking not even sassy but he's being truthful too he's just like um the whole thing about the unbreakable vow we'll talk about in the next episode like he's just sassy as fuck mm-hmm. yeah i forgot about that whole moment because that's another thing where she left like, my mustache yeah i sort of you looked fucking stupid you dumbass but there's even a moment where like her body i think comes in later she's trying to be like hey Hermione, hope you're good she clearly felt bad right which i liked that little detail too because it that's shows okay body. there's somebody else here who isn't being like a horny teenager so i enjoyed that 
Obviously, Harry learned his lesson from the Yule Ball because he asked Luna and he didn't immediately go, oh, fuck, I should have asked for Vardy because she's apparently one of the best looking girls in the class. Yeah. Because, you know, he treated her like shit the Yule Ball. Right. So. so similarly, the other thing is that Hermione said that she was thinking about taking Zach Smith. She's like, I'm starting to wish that I would have. And I'm almost like, you know what? Zach Smith might have been a better person to take. It kind of shows how wrapped up she is about like having revenge on Ron. That it's to her own detriment. Maybe it Zach is. Smith would have been a more fun date. I think that Pig Dick Fucker is like Dick Pig Fucker. Dick but close. Dick Dick Pig Fucker. It's hard to say those things. Pig dick is easier to say. It's <laughs> hard to say dick and fucker. We say that in every fucking episode. <laughs> do. I just said we it do. now. But I feel like she... What was I saying? Fuck me. I'd rather not. I know you wouldn't. I'm sorry. This, this, okay. this episode no, is about No, it's not friendship. an invitation to anyone. This is a friendship episode. Um, <laughs> I feel like she just decided that Cormac was this like god awful person without us getting much information about him outside of the fact that he thinks he's a good Quidditch player and so we get him and Hermione at this party together or whatever now in the movie we get a little bit more of it but like Hermione has nothing to go off of of what this person's personality is like Mm -hmm. literally nothing I think you're right and I think also that Cormac has a thing for her in the movie we get to see him ask Ron, you know, like introduce me first to friend. Man, right? In the book, we are accepting that he has a thing for her too. So is Hermione slowly being considered a more attractive person in society because, you know. Oh, 100%. Now, speaking of the slow burn thing, maybe this episode's name is Slow Burn because I keep bringing up like how you need to like gradually get into this stuff rather than boom. The topic of Hermione being attractive, I think you do start to see very little nuances start to come in here and there. I think also, even just from reading the book, you get enough information that makes you think Cormac is a slime ball. where I think Zach Smith is just an idiot. That's maybe the difference there. Like, you could be an idiot and a slime ball, and then you're Snape. It's a Venn diagram. It's a Venn diagram. <laughs> Snape in the middle. Now we get to the party. Mm, and we get to the party. We've talked about some of these details already, Slug but... Slughorn is drunk as fuck. Yes, he is. Good for he you. Is so drunk. Good for you, Slughorn. Also, do they monitor what teenagers drink in the wizarding world? Because I feel like (laughs) alcohol is just there. Fire whiskey, butterbeer. Yes, give that to the 12 year old. Like, there like, are more dangerous things than liver listen, damage. This isn't like the Yule Ball where you have to be fourth year or older. It's just Slughorn's mm-hmm. face. What if he is like, hello, first year who is related to a member of the staff at Daily Prophet? I would like you to come to my party. And that person's like, fuck yeah, I am 12. I will drink the fire whiskey. I am 12. And then when they come in, they're like, here's your little like welcome gift. Right? And it's like some math. Like, I just, I'm like, no one is monitoring. A bottle of Fireball. (laughs) No one monitors what these teenagers do. That is all true. Now, I will say, (laughs) Slughorn knows how to fucking throw a party. Yes, he does. I want to go to this party. Yes. I'm not invited to the Slug Club. I'm not cool. (laughs) You'll be my guest. Because I'm You're definitely in the Slug Club. Holy fucking shit. First of all, in the movie, it seems more stuffy. The way it's edited is very strange. In the book, to me, it seems like such more of a brager. Harry's like, oh, there's going to be a vampire there. 
and Luna's like, oh yeah, scrimmager. And Harry's like, what? <laughs> what are uh, Luna about? just doing Luna shit. But they're right. There is there's a vampire. It's not the scrimmager, but Sanguini. Sang- also like his name is Sanguini. Yeah. And then that guy's like, oh yeah, you put my vampire. Also, I want to write your biography. And Harry's yeah, like, okay. Yes, like, Warple. Fucking sixteen. Here's the thing. Something about Warple. I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> Some of that Warple. You know what? When Harry finally does have his biography written, he should know his biography. <laughs> what if the rest of the episode was us doing that? And all the listeners were like, what happened? What's wrong with me? <laughs> but really, like, I think Harry is eventually going to have a biography written because he's Harry Potter. Well, okay, what I said. I want this guy to write it, not fucking Rebus Eater. I agree. Justice for Warple. Justice for Warple. Also, though, maybe we should, like, he's still in his sixth year. There's a lot that happens in the next year and a half. Maybe we should wait a little bit. Right? Harry's like, Like, I can already tell you I'm not interested. And he's like, but you're the chosen one. Yeah. Harry's like, I got more shit to do. We can talk later. The way that I read it, he's like, well, I'm definitely not doing that. Bye, motherfucker. He's like, I am not interested. (laughs) But I don't know. Something about Warple I really liked. I don't know. He gave off of a warm vibe. This is another character. I'm like, are we going to see him again? Nope. Uh, and then he brings his friend Sanguini, which when you read it off the page, it's like, oh, Sanguine? So, or, uh, is that how you say it? Sanguine? 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 It's red. Sanguine is like red. Okay. Bloody. Which is a vampire, so sure. But when you say it out loud, Sanguini, it makes him sound like a weenie. What if Sanguini is just like a really nice vampire, but he's like, I have to have blood to survive. And those girls look delicious. Well, yeah, that's the thing. There was a moment where like Sanguini is like slowly growing for the girls. And he's like, and Ruffles like, nope. That's a nope. While I'm not advocating for Sanguini <laughs> or anything, I do was like, <laughs> he was going to buy them girls. <laughs> he's going to have a snack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So give that vampire a snack. I really enjoyed that duo. And I was like, they focused um what I want to read Dick his Pink, book. Dick Big fucker focus too much on them. Right. Where I'm like, they have to come back. They have I want to, to read back. this book, Blood Brothers, My Life Amongst the Vampires. Want to read it. Maybe somebody created it out there. You know, there's Quidditch to the Ages and all that shit. So, of course, we meet them. The next lovely guest that we meet is Trelawney. And oh, my God. I feel like I say, I y'all know I love Trelawney. Will she be racist as <laughs> fuck? She is a friend. bitch. Yeah. She's like, she's like, oh, the horse be teaching to get like, First of all, stop calling him a horse. You racist. Yeah, who do you think you are? Hermione? Right? <laughs> what an interesting turn of events. So she smells like cooking <laughs> sherry. Why are you drinking the cooking sherry? At least get yourself are, something better. Where, are you only shopping at the, like, the Hogsmeade? Like, is that where you're going and you're like, well, all I have is fucking cooking cherry. This is, this will be fine. Yeah, this will get me where I need to go. Okay. And she doesn't even notice Harry at first either, which seems so unlike. And Harry's like, Harry's like, like, yes. And then she's like, she's like, Potter. And then when he like forgets and he starts talking to them again, he's like, fuck, I meant to not talk to her. Yeah, and it that's such a being, real feeling. It ends up being this little thing between Trelawney and Slughorn, and then Snape comes in. Yeah, and it's like all the professors. Trelawney was saying something like, "Oh, if there's anybody that divination is good for, it's you, Harry, because you're gonna die." And Slughorn's <laughs> like, "Oh, well, he's really great at potions too." And Snape is like, "What, what the fuck? The fu- are you talking the about? The fuck he is?" Slughorn's like, "Yeah, like yeah, he's even better than you." Snape, Snape. is like, Snape. "This is sus." <laughs> yeah. Okay, imagining this whole scene now and imagine them all fucked up because you know Trelawney is and you know Slughorn is. Snape's 
Snape is sober as fuck. Yeah, I know. What would Snape be like if he were drunk? Probably the same. He what if he becomes be like cool. very pleasant when he's drunk? Oh my god, he's just suddenly just like, yes, Harry Potter, your mother was very lovely. Your dad was kind of a dick, but you're, you're nothing like him. I actually <laughs> have to admit that you're nothing like your father. I'm glad you look like your mother because, wow, Harry, you sure are sexy. Okay. Thank God That's he gross. does, right? Thank God he is sober, so. And he looks like his dad, so Snape's never going to be like that. Right. Luckily, this whole thing gets interrupted by Filch coming in. Because then when Filch comes in, I'm like, whoa, the way this party moves is so like everyone is here. You know who's not at this party? None of the lesbians. Yeah, McGonagall. Well, uh, Trelawney's there, though. Trelawney is there. She's the lonely lesbian. Right, Trelawney is there. There's no, there's no Sprout. There's no Hooch. Everybody at this fucking, uh, I was about to say hospital. Everybody at this fucking school is gay. Everyone is gay in Hogwarts. Except, wait, there's got to be someone Ron. Who's not gay. Ron is Except not for gay. Ron. Ron's the only. To Harry's one. dismay, Ron is not gay. The only one. There's got to be another. Professor That's a rhyme. Who's... Snape is not gay. Yeah, I guess. Ron and Snape, the only one. <laughs> Anyway, so Vilch comes in, speaking of gays, comes dragging in um, Draco, speaking of gay, and is like, I found this boy in the corridor, and Snape is like, I will take him. And, and Slughorn is so Slughorn lovely. Is like, don't like whoop he's his like, ass. He's like, just let him come to the party. It's okay. I'm a drunk bitch. It's fine. Yeah. Hey, do, would you like to coke? Give him some <laughs> Give him some illicit drugs. That's right. We got some Pour acid some as well. fire whiskey. Hey, young man, come over here and stick your head in this cauldron. <laughs> uh, it was like, did want to be invited to this party. Okay. And then Snape's like, no, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> we're going to save your brain cells. And all of a sudden, Harry's like, I need to take a shit. <laughs> Harry's like, I got to go. This is what I'm good at. So, so, yeah. It's almost like, <laughs> I'm almost like, do we have to talk about this? Because this party is... Like, bopping. Right. Like, Harry, why do you gotta go do that? I wanna be at this party. Right. Right. This party why you gotta nice. stop? Why do you gotta, like, listen to their bullshit? Listen to Snape be like, I did the unbreakable vow. And Draco being like, I don't need your help. You're right? stealing my glory. Draco is a whiny little bitch. Well, we've been right. new about that. We've now. been new. He's like, I didn't curse Katie Bell. I didn't curse Katie Bell. The necklace did. Right. Okay. <laughs> Who brought the necklace Also, in? Also, he's like, I know you're trying to read my mind, and I can stop you. And Snape's like, yeah, I'm not trying that hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know Snape ain't trying that hard. You're, you know he can read the fuck out of Malfoy's mind. Your mind is a jello mold, baby. He's like, no, I ain't got that effort. I'm not interested. I'm not putting forth that effort. I ain't got that kind of time right now. Harry's like, I wonder what this is about. Because I'm Harry Potter, and I always worry about what the fuck is going on from everyone else. Yeah. Instead of staying at that bomb-ass party, I had to listen to these two motherfuckers. Right? So I don't get good fucking tea out of this. Well, I mean, there's some tea there, but there we'll get into that in the next one. Right. All right, get out your phone, because guess what? It's time for adjective fun. <laughs> This is the first time I've gotten to do this game. Oh, is this my game? Yeah, the one that last time. It's under my ass, probably. I just have to find it. It's a very big ass, friends. There it is. Good job. Big, <laughs> big, big is an example of an adjective. I need you to write down 10 different adjectives ten for people. Adjectives. Yes. Okay. A few moments later. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, one, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 
What's that from? I don't know. Sesame Street. Oh, okay. It's I something... just think that the Count in Sesame Street, he sings songs about numbers. Yeah. He's the best vampire ever. Yeah, fuck you, Sanguinie. You try to bite children. That's rude. The Count has class. Well, when children bite you, you bite them back. <laughs> He's like, what if those children bit me first? That's not electric company. That's like <laughs> our brand as like upper half of the millennials. As she's putting these adjectives around, I turn around and I look at the books that she has. And the first three books that I see are a book by Roxanne Gay, The Queriotic Table, and The Sister's Chase. You is lesbian. That is not straight. Yes. That's my last describing. Not straight? Not straight. Is there someone on my list? I don't know. Probably. I mean, it's Hogwarts after all. All right. <laughs> Everyone is gay. Except for Ron and Snape. Is that our new tagline? <laughs> So here we go. So I'm going to name a character, and you have to assign one of those adjectives to that character. No changes, no take back. Okay. Number one, Lavender Brown. Crazy hoe who needs to calm the fuck down. <laughs> Did you have that in mind for anyone in particular? Nope. I was thinking of Trelawney when I saw All right, well. It'll be fun. We'll, we'll see what happens when we get to some of these other people. But it, the shoe fits for that one. Yeah. Slughorn. Oh, drunk. Very good. Good job on that. <laughs> Next is... Ramilda Vane. Oh, she not on my list. Uh-oh. We've hit a wall already. We have. Not straight. Uh, yeah, she's probably a lesbian or something. Yeah. Okay. Cormac McLagan. Oh, dumb as fuck. Very good. I like that. The next one is Luna. Oh, Quen. Okay. In all caps. Very good, very good. Number six, Peeves. Oh, okay. There's some that you already said that could have been for me. Yeah. Fucking little bitch. That's a good one for him. Yes. I, yes. I put that one in for someone else. Next up is Madam Pince. Who I think could have been the crazy hoe. Right. She nosy. Oh, yes. Very good. Very good. Number eight is, he's mentioned, Rufus Scrimmager. Gay. <laughs> All right. We have two people left. I want to know who you're final two adjectives. One of them is bitey. Okay. The other one is catty. Those could maybe work for these two people. <laughs> All right, number nine is Moaning Myrtle. She is mentioned. She's catty. Okay, yes. Because I think, like, they run to the bathroom and then Hermione starts crying and someone's like, hey, Moaning Myrtle. But no, it's just that um, she's on that time of the month. The last person is... He is also bitey. He's bitey. <laughs> I was thinking of Sanguini, obviously. Yes. Very good. I think that everything kind of matched up fairly well. Yeah, it was fun. So I will tell you what these were originally for. Bitey was for... uh, Sanguini. Sanguini. Caddy was for Hermione. Nosy was for Harry. A fucking little bitch was for Draco. Are you kidding me? It's perfect for Peeves. But it is perfect for Peeves. Quen was for Luna. Dumb as fuck was literally just like a throwaway. So Cormac works perfectly. Mm. Drunk was for Slughorn. Crazy ho who needs to calm the fuck down. Was for Trelawney. Gay was another throwaway. And also not straight. I was like, there are lots of gay people here. Oh, yeah, you're gay and not straight? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're gay and I'm not straight. Okay. Christmas looks great. Yes. So, actually, we actually went back and we watched the first Slug Club scene. Because they insert another scene of Slug Club where Harry goes prior to Christmas. And not on the train. Like They're not on the train, the yeah. right. And Blaze Sabini is there, and Cormac McLaggen is there, and the Tin Man is there, and Auntie M is there. And there's these two twin girls. Who They're are... creepy. They're like 
previous film. The, they're the Shining. They really ones. are. They're the Shining. Uh, they have names in The Shining. I don't care. Those ones. They're the creepy. Shining girls. And there's Marcus Belby. And I pointed him out because that actor died in a like really tragic way. I hadn't known that until you told me. Yeah. When um, Robbie Coltrane died. Because yeah. I was this close to saying when Hagrid died, but I didn't want to say that out loud. When Robbie Coltrane died, somebody created this picture of like all the actors who have died throughout the series up in heaven being like, join us, Hagrid. And that was one of the actors. And I was looking at comments because like, who is that? And someone said Marcus Felby. I think he was like shot or something. Oh my God. Yeah. But he is in the scene. Sorry to bring it down, everybody. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We were trying to figure out what that fucking dessert was. Yeah. It looks like a fuck ton of ice cream and I'm in. Yeah, I am too. Although at first Adam, I was like a bunch of Ferrero Rochers that were used. I'm also in. I'm very in for that too. that shit. Yes. Speaking of in, <laughs> that's not the best transition ever. But Whatever. Ginny comes in late and she's like, sorry, I'm late. I gave myself a camel toe, but not the Dorothy Hamill kind. Oh, my thighs are so huge. Watch me mount. <laughs> if you're on Patreon, you know what I'm talking about. Jesus. Or if you're really cool. <laughs> or if you're really cool and Hermione is like I know all about everyone's love life she and Dean have been fighting and she cries now Ginny comes in and Harry stands up it's so awkwardly adorable and then he says this is what my dick did when you walked in the room <laughs> he was like I stood up because well <laughs> and everyone's like okay <laughs> and that's the scene <laughs> Well, that happened. Well, no, we have to talk about the scene in the library. Yeah, so in there's, the movie. it's called Free Agents or something, because Ron is, like, <laughs> strutting around being like, like, I, I got my dick sucked. I watch. Yeah, and there's, like, massive wreath balls around all the lights. They look really cool. Wreath balls is my new <laughs> drag name. <laughs> so then we get to the library, and Hermione's like, da, 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 da. Watch Everyone up. fucking loves you, Everyone Harry. wants you, Harry. And she's like, Romilda Vane, that hot bitch in the corner, only wants you because you're the chosen one. And she thinks like, right. And he's like, I am the chosen yeah, one. Yeah, Harry looks into the corner and he's like, like oh, oh, that 27-year-old? hot. <laughs> Fuck you, Hermione. Like, let him go for it. Yeah, he's Hermione like, yes, give Harry? me a fucking, like, love potion, Romilda. Mm-hmm. You hot. Yeah. yeah, she, like, hits him. and She's like, stop it. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I said earlier how in the book, Romilda is so desperate. Desperate. Yeah. Someone who looks like that, who is like looking across the. Okay, can I tell you this? This is a bit of a departure. I was going on Netflix because I was like, okay, what else shall I be watching? And I found this show called Sexy Beasts. Have you heard of this? No. It is a dating show where there is like a guy and three girls and a girl and three guys. I haven't seen anybody gay yet, so who knows? Maybe there is. And they're all dressed up in like prosthetics to look like creatures. I did. I sent this to you and Jean. I sent you the text. Oh, I have not watched Oh that my one. gosh. So basically they're in prosthetics to look like creatures and they go on these dates and everybody else is normal. All the people around them at the bar. At one point they go to this like flower arranging thing and it's a normal human person. There is one episode where someone was dressed up like a goblin. There's, this is a spoiler alert in case you really want to get into sexy beasts on Netflix. And let me tell you, this goblin outfit was very ugly. <laughs> okay. She was like, she had pink wrinkly skin and giant fucking lips and a ponytail that came out of the center of her skull and that was it. And she was like, I'm going to fucking win because I'm hot as hell. And I'm like, yeah, but you're dressed like a goblin and she was like acting all hot shit because she was like i'm sexy and i'm sexier than the, this like muskrat and this dragon lady or whatever i don't know if that's what it was in that episode 
And she got eliminated first because she was acting like a fucking, like, hot as shit, like, bad personality. Because it's supposed to be judged on your personality. That woman is Ramil Devane. I know that was, like, a huge departure. She's Ramil Devane in the books. In the movies, she's not Ramil Devane because that bitch is hot. Kind of. That's the connection between the book and movie of Ramil Devane. They're they're goblin bitch. Anyways, I recommend it, especially if you, you know, like the devil's lettuce. So, your points? We have to talk about the fucking party. Oh, yeah. Yes. Go back. First of all, Luna is walking down the hallway in her cute little dress. And I she's love like, her. She's like, walk. The immaculate vibes oh, of those paper lanterns. so good. Draco is in the corner being it's like, broody as fuck. Like, I'm going to hide here until they're the like, ghost is They're there. like, Tom, in this movie, all you have to do is sit in corners and like look broody. He's yes. like, cool, I will take the millions and of dollars Then he's like, oh, oh, wait, actually, you have to go into this room and open this cabinet and get an apple that somebody mm-hmm. bit. Right, also you have to do that. So we were talking about during the movie how we like how we get to see Draco and his work on the cabinet because we're not going to get a moment in the movie where it makes sense for him to explain that plot later so getting that in the movie works and I do like seeing how that progresses yeah this is something that because there are things in this movie that they add that don't make sense <gasps> we this feelings. makes sense to me mm-hmm. oh yeah because it also does kind of blend into the party a little bit better too i mean it kind of shows draco's journey to getting to the party in a way it shows harry and luna getting to the party they get there and the only thing that we really see luna is like off doing her own thing doing her luna thing harry's like Hermione, why are you hiding behind this curtain? And she's like, because I took Cormac and he keeps wanting to make out with me. Let me eat this And Harry's like, this is what you get, bitch. Yes. Like, I'm going to eat these things that apparently make your breath smell. And she's like, oh, here he comes. So she runs out. Cormac comes in and eats one. And Harry's like, those are dragon balls. I assume, because he throws up, I assume he meant, like, testicles from a dragon. But we saw those dragons in book four. They're big. Wouldn't their balls be much larger? Their balls would be larger. So Cormac's Cormac stupid, dumb. and he throws up on Snape, and Snape's like, detention. And I was like, ha And Harry was like, that's not fair. I was like, okay, listen. <laughs> Cormac McLaughlin is stupid, but, like, you're giving this boy detention for throwing up. On his shoes. He got some flat kicks. That's what you get for getting close enough for him to fucking throw up on your shoes, Snape. Yes, Snape is definitely a close talker. I'm sorry, that is canon right there. <laughs> there is no way that Snape is not a close talker. <laughs> I can imagine just like him coming up and like, and he's a mouth breather too. And he comes up and he starts. What's that guy from Hey Arnold? Yes, the one that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Probably not an episode. <laughs> His name was like Squeaky or Wheezy? something. Wheezy, Wheezy whatever. That's name to a T. Okay. <laughs> So then, <laughs> rather than any of that conversation with the drunk Slughorn, oh my god, Lonnie, Slughorn Ma- is way too sober yes. for this fucking also, movie. Also, the vibes of this party are so weird because there's like slight music in the background, but it's like weird. It's mm-hmm. like it's like you're in another dimension. It's also, like Sanguini isn't there, and I'm disappointed. However, I looked up both him and the other guy. What what was his name? Warple. Warple. Thank you. Whoa, you got that. I don't know. And that went out of my brain. (laughs) I looked them up. Apparently they are in the movie because they're actors who portray them. But I did not see them in that scene. I don't mean like if they're there, they're just there. I want more. I want more too. And I want to know who those creepy twins are because they're back. Who the 
fuck are these yeah. goddamn twins? There is one set of twins that we care about at Hogwarts now because the Weasleys left, and it's the Pavardi twins. But um, I care about these ones, too. Why are there so many twins at Hogwarts? I don't know. There's a lot. There's not a lot of people in each class, you know? Right, and yet everyone seems to, like, not know everyone. It's like this from Milda Vane. We've not heard of her for fucking ever. Yeah. And, like, she's, I think, in Ginny's class. How do you not know she exists until for real. she's a fucking fifth year? It, like, I don't. It, it's just wild. But amongst the weird kind of atmosphere at the party, even though it does kind of look lit, like, he definitely, like, decorated. I still believe it was a good party. We have to not focus on interesting people like the vampire or the demon twins. Snape comes up and is like, I have a message. Dumbledore says, enjoy your holidays. He's traveling. What? Wow, thank you. Thanks. Um, Harry's like, if Dumbledore really wanted to give me that message, he could have sent me a fucking owl. Right. Thanks. Why even have that? Just have, like, Cormac going after Hermione. And then, boom, Filch comes in with Draco. Draco is such a little shit. (laughs) So, like, in the book, Dick Pig Fuck is, like, Snape just appears and is also at the at the at the wedding at the wedding <laughs> at the party. Who is getting married at this party? I want to know. Definitely Trelawney and Sanguini. Perfect. I was like, Sanguini's got to be part of this. <laughs> he just appears out of nowhere because well, because yeah. they have the conversation about Harry being good at potions or whatever. And you kind of like, know, like you're you'll be at parties and all of a sudden, like someone comes up that is kind of knows everybody else, and then they're in the conversation. Like that's something that kind of happens. Not just like, hello, I'm here at the middle of this party. Right. It's your just message. Like, there he like comes over he like seeks harry out behind a fucking curtain and gets his shoes good good for you that's what you get that's what you fucking get oh i don't want to give points to cormac Cormac, don't but also like cormac's gonna throw up on your (laughs) shoes you ass at you're so dumb it's very weird yes and then drake comes in and he is a weasel Okay. Looks like a fucking weasel. They go have a conversation down the hallway, but we don't see them talk. Literally what Tara said was Harry's doing anything that he does. Dying on people. He's so good at being like, I gotta see what the fuck's going on because I'm Harry Potter. He doesn't bust out the invisibility cloak because he's just gotta like... He just creeping. Creep. Creeping in the hallway. Filch is there. We know Filch is there. You better watch out. Plus 20 to Slughorn for organizing an absolute banger. I love that party. Me too. Plus 10 to Luna, Ginny, and Warple. And I feel like all of those make sense. Oh, yeah. Ginny for being like, yeah, you go bring my friend. She's cool. Luna for being Quinn. And <sighs> Warple for being, I don't know, interesting. You know what? He's living his best life. Speaking of plus five to Sanguini for being like, I'm going to go chomp on some ladies. I'm like, mm, Also plus five to Fat Lady for giving a dick joke. <laughs> and Filch for catching Drake. <laughs> I don't often give points to Filch, but there you go. Right? Congratulations, Filch. Congrats. I was wavering on Snape and Draco because I could take points away, but everything in this chapter seems so circumstantial that I was like, ah, whatever. It's boring. So no points to them. No warning either. I just thought I would bring that up. They were under consideration. Yeah. Sorry, Slytherin. (laughs) Sorry, Slytherin, for not getting points taken away. Right. (laughs) Especially when all these other motherfuckers from other houses are losing. Slughorns are intact. His points are... Right. Because negative 15 to Romilda and Cormac who are both Gryffindors. (laughs) Right? They're gross. Um, Speaking of negative points to Gryffindors, negative 10 to Ron and Hermione for being up in their feelings. And then negative 5 to Trelawney because you are being... A lot. The most. Wow, the only Gryffindor in this chapter got points is Jenny. Good job, Jenny, for carrying the weight of your entire house upon your shoulders. 
Harry's like, I'm fucking Harry Potter, the chosen one. You're like, Harry, you get zero points. Yeah, I love this chapter. Slytherin gets the most points, and all the Gryffindors lose. Haha. <laughs> Actually, I feel like Ravenclaw lost because Trelawney went as well. Well, Trelawney only lost five. That's true. I mean, the fat lady is a Gryffindor, technically. She got points. And next time, we no. will be reading. Speaking of the fat lady. Very frosty Christmas. A very frosty Christmas. Not at all about the family. Not at all. <laughs> she is going to have a very drunky Christmas. A same. With her friend Violet. Honestly. <laughs> I better fucking have a very, well, yeah. Frosty or drunken? Drunken. Yes. Probably frosty too because we live in Ohio. Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Gorkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taryn Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!